Sean McCracken, news editor for Hotel News Now, here with Trevor Simpson, associate editor for Hotel News Now, and Emmy Heist, Senior Director of Hospitality Analytics at CoStar. Is that all of it, Emmy? Did I miss anything? That's all of it. It is a very long title, but I don't know what word you could take out. So, Emmy, as the smart person at the table today, what what did you take away from today? What was interesting or new or just important? I think that today really stuck to what we heard yesterday about the normalization, um, as well as that everything is going to be okay. Uh, but what I did notice as we went into the detailed data sessions is they did kind of highlight some of the things that maybe aren't quite back normalized yet. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I do have the sense like there is a lot of talk about normalization, but like it, things don't feel normal. Like still like I get that it's really happening, but it doesn't feel like this is not normal, right? It still doesn't feel like we're in a normal environment entirely. I mean, I feel like what is normal is we are seeing leisure softening. We're seeing yeah. seasonality in markets again, like start to revert back to normal seasonality patterns. Um, we're starting to see groups back where they are. I mean, we even see that like at this event, it was sold out mm-hmm. uh, over hundred people on the wait list. So we're seeing those things, but the things that I think aren't quite back to normal is, you know, uh, that business traveler, um, profitability depending on how you look at it there were three sessions there was Raquel Audrey and Claudia and all of them did a phenomenal job and on a margin basis profitability looks great Mm -hmm. but if you look at the absolute dollar Gopar it is a lot lower Mm -hmm. so do you want a 10% return on 10 million dollars or 5 million dollars that affects hoteliers and actually someone brought it up in the session with Claudia which I thought was really interesting that was the other thing the crowd today was very engaged in the Q&A sessions like it was really interesting to hear what everyone had to say in the sessions but they were saying you know we still need to pay for capex so why that's great the margins are back like we need the dollars to be able to you know do that capex do those upgrades we need to do Mm -hmm. so I thought that was something to show that it's not it's seemingly normal, but it's not normal when you look at the absolute dollar. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, and obviously things are closer to being normal, but in a normal year, everybody doesn't get up and decide to go to Europe collectively. Like, that's not normal, but we're no. closer. We're closer. <laughs> yeah. So, Trevor, what, what's, um, what's the most interesting thing you heard today? Well, not to be boring, but I did hear the normalization stuff a lot as well. Trevor, you're never boring. Okay, thank as you. As long as you show up for your flights. Yeah. Moving on. Right, right, right. Um, during Kelsey Fennerty's uh, presentation, she talked about how things are kind of like Groundhog Day, where the mm-hmm. trends just keep happening over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the idea that everything happening to you is happening elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you index on an index globally, everywhere is sort of on the same rebound track. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat in on a panel about artificial intelligence, which is... Yeah, what was the takeaway on that? It's murky, mm-hmm. is my takeaway. Like, that wasn't necessarily what they were saying, but to me, that's how I was sort of sensing it, where there are a lot of people want to get in on the ground level with artificial intelligence, and I get that, but panelists were also saying that they don't know what the ethical concerns are right now and they yeah. won't know until the future 
and there's still data like, can, data security concerns. Right. That's too, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I understand wanting to get in on the ground level and learn with the technology, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's one of the concerns. Maybe there should be a little bit more thought going into it at the beginning because what if down the line you realize oh we should have been paying attention to that mm-hmm. five years ago but now it's too late well that never happens with technology Trevor <laughs> never ever ever <laughs> so um, I think maybe my most interesting but most irrelevant tidbit that I got from today and I'm, I'm going to quiz you really quick Emmy because oh, uh, I was sitting I'll in on the, on the pipeline panel and they put up the slide of like the markets with the greatest pipeline growth by percentage growth mm-hmm. like not not room count but percentage growth you want to get guess what was number one the entire country new york and then phoenix nope i mean this is not just top 25 this is all markets oh shoot um, so you know the the numbers are going to be a little wonky oh okay well yeah i know the bigger markets okay so i'm guessing it's a tertiary market then uh it's not new york or phoenix that's what we know yeah okay tertiary market hmm idaho i don't know <laughs> it is Syracuse, New York, hey. uh, which I entirely attribute to dinosaur barbecue and ridiculous amounts of snow. People love that apparently when traveling. That would be my guess. <laughs> would not have guessed that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the world would ever have guessed Syracuse, New York. I really like random facts like this, so thank you. And I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners who are Cornell graduates and spent all the time in Ithaca and severely look down on Syracuse, and I'll just say, Syracuse isn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. I can't say, I am not a Cornell grad, so I can't uh, speak to that. But Mm -hmm. uh, I have heard about some brutal winters uh, in in Ithaca. Usually, well, Ithaca's, all right, we're going on a tangent here, but an Ithaca winter is nothing compared to a Syracuse winter. Syracuse is consistently at the very top of the list of the snowiest cities in the country. I don't know if you know this. Let me explain a little bit about that. Yeah, let's I, And we'll get into let's it, and then we'll go back to hotels. Okay, yeah. So um, it's because of the lake effect from Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. And Lake Ontario is the deepest of the Great Lakes. So it's about three times as deep as Lake Erie, which is right next to it, and where Buffalo and Cleveland, where we are based, is. So it never freezes over, ever. So it's always just a giant snow machine. You get the frozen air coming down from Canada. It picks up the warm water that never freezes on Lake Ontario, and it continues to dump snow on Syracuse all year long. So snowy city in the country. Mm, so really strong arms from snow shoveling or snow plows? Uh, if you live in Syracuse, you should invest in a snow blower. That mm, is snow a, blower. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> So the other thing I thought was interesting, and we just you just mentioned it, um, the Ray Boyle talk from uh, Ray Boyle from Hyatt spoke in our opening session, and there was a discussion of what his favorite KPIs are. And I'm wondering, Emmy, what are your favorite KPIs? Ooh, my favorite KPIs. Let's see. Um, I actually like occupancy the best <laughs> i know that sounds weird maybe that's i'm just basic. overhearing about right i know well that's because i'm like top line but i enjoy seeing the seasonality and that makes me dive deeper into mm-hmm. why are people coming here when are people coming here okay in their off season what are they filling hotel demand with so i feel like it's my quick introduction to look at the broader 
picture, oops, mm-hmm. sorry, of what's going on. Yes. In, in case you heard that, Emmy's slamming into our recording equipment. I am. I'm really upset by this question and you calling me basic, so I had to slam some things around. I mean, is your favorite ice cream flavor vanilla? Coffee. Oh, okay. That's a little bit... It's a little bit better. But okay. Yeah. Trevor, what's your favorite KPI? Trevor Poor. For obvious, <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> All right, then. Um, See, that should have been your joke at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Emmy, any um, final takeaways that people should hold on to from the second and final day of the Hotel Data Conference? Yes, I think my final takeaway is I do believe that everything will be okay. It always is. But I do think that there are going to be bumps. And we're mm-hmm. not really talking about the bumps that much. Overall, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. There will be bumps. All right. Well, with that, we will sign off from the 2023 edition of the Hotel Data Conference. I guess we'll see you in Nashville next year. Hi, I'm Isaac Colazzo, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Feitak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the Coastal Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More, a hospitality data podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry's going. And we like to have fun with the data, too. Find us on hotelnewsnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today.